What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 30 to 1 MLB Countdown Team Previews 2023 version. Brought to you by JohnPielli.com as well as the Past Ball Show. For the past 12 years, I've looked at the Las Vegas over-unders and compiled and put together my own projected win totals to each one of the 30 MLB teams, total them up from most to least, and then rank them from 1 to 30 in regards to win total. Once I do that, I do my previews in descending order, going from 30 down to number 1. Today I'm talking about the Chicago White Sox, a team that won the World Series in 1906, 1917, and 2005 is known most notably for intentionally losing the World Series in 1919. Um, something that, in a, with the power of God, got them a 40-year ban from making it back to the World Series, which they did in 1959. Looking at this squad, they have a little bit of, um, I don't know, I believe some self-created turmoil. In regards to the belief that Tony Larusa has somehow destroyed this team, or the team maybe quit on Tony Larusa, that's been some of the worded phrases that have been thrown out there. Um, I have some issues with this team, and it's not because they don't have good players. It's not because they don't have an extremely talented roster. But I think that if you're going to fight a veteran manager, a Hall of Fame manager, a three-time World Series championship manager who made it to three other World Series, then I think you got to start looking in the mirror. And I think what's going to happen this year, and it's interesting to see, Pedro Griffal comes over from the Kansas City Royals, a very well-respected former Major League catcher, longtime coach. We're going to see how the team responds to him. If the White Sox get off to a good start, compete this year, and maybe go out there and win themselves the American League Central, which they certainly have the ability to go out there and do, then a lot of the blame is going to be thrown on La Russa. Now, I'm throwing the other scenario in there to say that maybe, number one, they weren't as good as they thought they were. And number two, the role of the Major League Baseball manager has changed so much that the belief that a manager could single-handedly bring an extremely talented team down is such a flawed way of thinking. If you're looking at the White Sox from last year to this year, we start with what they've lost. Jose Abreu, the former MVP, a guy who certainly deserves his number retired, is an all-time White Sox. He left to join the Houston Astros. Josh Harrison, A.J. Pollock, Adam Engel, Johnny Cueto, Danny Mendick, and Vince Velasquez have also left as free agents. They made a big signing, signing Andrew Benintendi to a five-year deal. Mike Clevenger comes over from the San Diego Padres. Kenyon Middleton helps them out a little bit in the bullpen. And they got three outfielders who have had marginal and different grades of success in the major leagues. None of them have really ever become a full-time major league starter. And I'm talking about Adam Hazley, Jake Marisnik, and Billy Hamilton. So we look at the White Sox, and I start with their lineup. They're certainly going to miss Abreu, but I believe Andrew Vaughn, the one-time number one first-round draft pick, I think he was selected number four overall, is ready to be the everyday first baseman. This is a guy that has some power. This is a guy that um, if you're going to, 
give him the ultimate chance to succeed, I believe it's going to be playing at his natural position. He's played some outfield because they're trying to get him some at-bats. DH has been a little difficult of a spot to be able to get him the uh, maximum amount of at-bats. Um, hit 17 home runs, drove in 76 runs last year. I think he's ready for uh, kind of a breakout because the team is showing its belief in him. Luis Robert um, has had a hard time staying healthy when he's been out there. He's been a very consistent Major League player. Same thing you could say about Eloy Jimenez. And Eloy Jimenez came back from an injury last year, hit almost 300. So you, that's probably the middle of your order. Um, Benintendi and Tim Anderson right at the top you know, gives you a pretty quality, solid one through five. Yohan Moncada, who has coming off of a couple down seasons, is probably what he is right now. He's going to hit somewhere between about 210 and 220. I think he's going to hit about 20 home runs if he stays healthy. He's got that type of power. Um, is going to strike out probably a little too much, but who doesn't in today's Major League Baseball? You know, the catching situation is a little interesting. Yasmani Grandal is on a four-year contract up to this point. It hasn't necessarily worked out for the White Sox. This is a guy that was a, a, a big-time free agent when he was um, after he was done with his, his time with the Dodgers. Signed a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. Was okay. Had a good year. Hit 28 home runs. Um, has struggled to stay on the field the past two years, playing less than 100 games. Uh, I think they'd hope to get a little bit more out of him. Just a 570 OPS last year, which is, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not major league caliber. That's replacement level. Now, you want to chalk it up and say, hey, it was one bad season. You can. And the fact that he is on the last deal year of his four-year deal. Maybe a chance for him to go out on good terms and maybe set himself up for his next contract. I don't know. It is alarming when a single player has a season like that. A 64 OPS plus, ah, it's just hard to defend. Now, Gavin Sheets played 124 games last year, probably gets the majority of the starts in right field. Um, Lurie Garcia, who has been a pretty good utility player, probably going to get the majority of the time at second base with the White Sox this year. Um, in regards to the bench, I look at Elvis Andrews probably getting some starts somewhere. Maybe it's some second, some third. If Tim Anderson misses any time or if he DHs, uh, certainly he could still play shortstop. The three outfielders I mentioned before, Hazley, Marisnik, Hamilton, they'll probably get a little bit of PT somewhere. One or two of them may or may not make the roster. Romy Garcia, I'm sorry, Romy Gonzalez was an infielder that got a little bit of time with them. Maybe he makes the roster. Um, as it comes down to the starting pitching, it's going to be a solid one through five. I mean, you can't really argue. One of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball last year was Dylan Cease. He very easily could have won the Cy Young. He pitched to a 220 ERA, struck out 227 batters. Lucas Giolito is a couple seasons removed from a 200 strikeout season himself. Lance Lynn, you know what he's capable of over the course of 30 starts. Mike, Michael Kopish, who was a guy that they've just been waiting to go out there, make 30 starts, and have that breakout season, is in the rotation. And the before-mentioned Clevenger, who I think is another year removed from Tommy John surgery, I think he would be a good case 
to have a solid season. So if their starting pitching is good, they're going to be in a race. And you look at the American League Central, which I, listen, I told you I like the Twins. I told you I like what Cleveland has done. But you can't rule out the White Sox. And I, I think from a leadership perspective, if they could police themselves a little better, and maybe, and maybe Griffall does a good good job with that. Maybe he's a, the player's manager. Maybe they respond to him. Maybe they, they, they run through a wall for him. Maybe they can't wait to go to work and play for this guy. If, if that's the case, then there is some value in the major league manager. But when it comes to X's and O's, I don't, I don't think you can either help nor destroy a franchise just by sitting behind a bench. Remember, managers don't write the lineup cards. Managers don't determine where the players are playing in the outfield or infield in regards to defense. They barely control the bullpen. They're given a little set of guidelines of, hey, here's the guys that are available today, and you could use them for this amount of pitches. So when you're talking about a manager managing a bullpen, they ain't managing that much. They have a little set of guidelines, and they're picking this guy over this guy. So I look at their bullpen, and obviously the, the terrible, terrible news about Liam Hendricks, and we hope that he, he comes back, he's able to uh, battle what it is he's, he's going through right now. Um, best to him and his family, first of all, obviously first and foremost. And if he's able to get back on the field and pitch consistently, you know he's one of the top relief pitchers in baseball. Ronaldo Lopez, I think, made a nice transition from a starter to a reliever last year. Um you know, Garrett Crochet is a guy that's missed a ton of time. He comes back. Aaron Bummer is back in the mix. So you got two lefties that are throwing the ball around 95 to 100 miles an hour. Joe Kelly in the final year of his contract. Uh, you know, he, he, give, he gives up a lot of hits and he walks too many batters. Here's a guy that strikes a lot of guys out. Didn't give up, only gave up two home runs in 37 innings, but a ton of guys on base. And if he could limit his walks, Maybe limit throwing a ball down the middle and having a ball hit hard, line drive, base hit singles, then he could certainly be an impact relief pitcher for them. Up till this point, he hasn't been a good free agent signing. Middleton, who I mentioned, uh, came up with the Angels. He's pitched with a handful of teams. He throws the ball in the high 90s. Um, Jake Diekman, who's bounced around with a handful of teams in the majors, is in there as another lefty. So they do got some depth in their bullpen, mainly Crochet and Bummer. And if those guys could probably hold the closer spot if Hendricks is or does miss any time. So in regards to pitching, I'm believing in it. I believe they have a strong enough offense. The question's going to be, do they have it between the years? Was it all Tony LaRusso's fault, or is this team from a character standpoint flawed when it comes to their top prospects i like colson montgomery is their number one prospect he's a shortstop was drafted number 22 overall in a, the 21 draft oscar colas in 2022 hit 314 with 895 ops 23 home runs 79 runs batted in brian ramos is the third baseman second baseman in 2022 hit 266 with a 792 ops 22 home runs and 86 runs batted in. Noah Schultz was their first-round draft pick, number 26 overall in the 2022 draft. Pitched in six games in a prospect league in 2022. Had 37 strikeouts in just over 19 innings. And Sean Burke, a right-hand pitcher, was the third-round draft pick in 2021. 
last year over the course of three levels, had 137 strikeouts in 108 innings pitched, though he did get shelled in his handful of AAA starts. My outlook, listen, I believe the White Sox are good enough to be in the mix for the majority of the season. And I think if they're in it at the trading deadline, I do believe in their front office. Rick Hahn can go out there and make a move. Kenny Williams, you know, even, even the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, I think there's enough belief if this team is on the cusp of making a run and have, have a good opportunity to succeed in the playoffs, they're going to give them the resources to do so. Like I said, their starting pitching, if it stays healthy, should be fine. Their bullpen, especially if Hendricks ends up just being back 100%. That bullpen's going to be solid. I like their lineup. Listen, they're at, at the bottom, their six, seven, eight, nine is a little bit weak, but their top six or top five or so is probably as good as anybody. Outlook, listen, I think it's going to be a little bit of a down season for the White Sox. I, I think they could be in the mix, but I think they're I think they are looking at about third place in the AL Central. You know, last year they finished second place. Listen, I could see the Twins bouncing back. I can see the Guardians not really looking to take too much of a dump. So I got the White Sox at 74 and 88. That is good enough for third in the AL Central Division. Number 21 overall in regards to wins. If you're interested in any of my content or the other 30 to 1 MOB countdown previews, you could check them out. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, videos on YouTube. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.